say, hey you. Hey you. This is Andrew to Earth. <laughs> Go ahead. This is Andrew to Earth. This is Andrew to Earth. And I hope you cleaned your ears. I hope you cleaned your ears. Because we're about to get all up in there. Because we're about to get up all in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I gotta inhale this for a second, y'all. There was a there was a moment in time where I really didn't think I was ever going to be recording an episode of this podcast again. But luckily for me, and luckily for you, I was wrong, and I'm here. And so I just want to say I have no idea what episode of the podcast this is. I think it's somewhere between nine and eleven. Um, but I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by Smirnoff Vodka. Um, they are not an official sponsor of the show, but I just drank some of their fluid. Oh, that sounds horrible. I just drank some of their vodka, and um, and that's kind of what's fueling me right now. So we're going to go with that. The official, unofficial sponsor of Andrew to Earth, episode somewhere between 9 and 11. I feel back. So it's been a little while since I got on the mic. It's been a little while since y'all heard my voice. Um, so I'm not really going to waste time. I'm going to jump into it because like what I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but what I do when I'm actually trying to figure out what to talk about on a podcast is I can't really go all willy nilly and shit. I feel like a lot of people get to do that, which is good because a lot of people have other people to bounce off of. I don't really got that. I just got you. It's just me and you right now. So in a sense, I, I like I got to put myself in a headspace where I'm talking to you. But at the same time, it's still kind of weird because I know I'm just sitting in the living room talking to myself. So I'm going to just jump right into this shit to catch y'all up. I got 16 topics here that I cannot wait to get the fuck off of this list so that I can start back over from scratch and get this podcast popping every fucking week again. Shout out to David. Um, I know you're probably going to listen to this, although I do have one topic in here that's going against you, my guy. It's probably going to be somewhere towards the end of the episode. I still love you, but I saw some fucked up shit you said earlier. I'm not rocking with that shit. Um, so the first thing I actually wanted to talk about was that I it's 2018, right? And um, this topic I actually got because there was a fight where like it was a I think it was a Mexican dude fighting a white guy and the white guy was in the ring. It was like a professional fight, not no street shit. And the white guy was in the ring wearing uh, uh, trunks that were like the brick wall. And I think it said build that wall or whatever. But that was like the sentiment and it was supposed to express. And shout out to the dude. I don't know who the people were in this fight, but shout out to the Mexican dude that knocked that motherfucker's brick off. No pun intended, but he knocked him the fuck out. And I was so appreciative of that shit. Right. But then at the same time, when that when I saw that video, there were also a lot of videos with like not necessarily alt right people. And I don't like the title of putting alt right to everybody because some people are just straight up old school fucking racist. And there were a lot of people who were like videoed in public, like calling people nigger. Right. And they were calling, you know, dudes nigger to their face. And then dude would always rock him. And most of the times it was like an old white guy, but sometimes it was like a really young um, white guy. And when it happened, I would see these dudes hook off on these motherfuckers, right? And I'm watching the video and I'm rooting them on. But at the same time, I had to take a step back and I'm like, yo, if that was me in that situation, what would I do? 
because here's the thing. I, I've always been the type of person that like, I don't get into confrontations and shit, right? Like, I'll tell you how I feel. And if you have a problem with that, I'll respect your opinion and I'm going to walk the fuck away. I just don't got to deal with you. But there are certain situations that you can't really do that shit in. There are certain situations that if somebody says something, you kind of, for the culture, you got to check them. And I always question, like, if somebody ever called me a nigga to my face, which I've had it happen in the past, but it's like, they're like the type of laughable dudes that it's just like, if I hit you, like, what would what, what really happen? Um, but then I'm watching the situation, right? And I'm like, all right, boom. So they, you got these white people walking around feeling it's okay to call people nigga, right? And then, so what I'm trying to figure out right now is why is it that it's not legal to hook off on somebody? Because I feel like it should be legal at this point in America maybe we'll do this when if we survive past this president maybe we'll get to a point where it should be legal if somebody calls you a nigga to your face in the fucking street you should be able to punch them and you should get like three punches they gotta land it should be legal that you can land three clean punches on them and you suffer no consequence you know what i'm saying because i feel like that shit is so fucking antagonistic that realistically, the due jail time for, for assault, for hitting somebody because they called you a nigga, that should be a, that should be a wash, right? That should be a one-to-one. All right, so you went left on this one. They went right on that one. Boom, y'all met in the middle, and that shit is done. And I really don't understand how it is that that shit is not legal yet, especially when you have, like, we're in an era where, like, shit pops off. Like, motherfuckers ain't even trying to break up fights no more. They trying to record this shit so that they could get their numbers up on Twitter and shit. And I feel like if the recording starts and it's this argument and it goes to clearly show like we were getting into, into an altercation and you decided that you were going to use this opportunity to call me a nigga, I should actually be able to hit you. Matter of fact, I take it back. Fuck the three hit thing. Anything goes from that point. Anything goes from that point. Um, if I go to intentionally, if you, if like if the goal is to intentionally murder the person, I think you should still face the murder rap. But if you like you hit them. And this is one of my biggest fears getting into fights. Like, I don't get into fights because I always fear. I feel like I have kind of like bad juju on me. And I feel like I'm that person who somebody would say something disrespectful to me or do something disrespectful to me. I will punch them once in the jaw and they'd fall, hit their head on the concrete and they die. And I feel like I'm not really trying to do a murder rap for that shit because one, I enunciate too much for jail. I don't know the fucking rules. I can't really fight like that. I'm not trying to put nothing in no sock and beat somebody with it. I'm not trying to have somebody put uh, uh, something else in the sock and beat me with it. And I'm also not trying to see motherfuckers jerking off in the fucking showers. That shit, that ASAP Rocky story was crazy. Um, if you haven't seen that, you you might want to check that out. ASAP Rocky said that like, he like had a fight in the bathroom and niggas was in there jerking off. Niggas was slipping on cum and shit like that. That's crazy to me. But I'm not trying to deal with any of that shit. And, um, and while we're on the whole thing about white people... I have this thing that concerns me, and I may have expressed this in the past, but I'm just going to use this time to express it again. I am sincerely, sincerely confused by most white women's choices in men on an aesthetic level, right? Because like, I feel like a lot of white women, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's, just, maybe it's just a people thing and I'm just seeing it so much in white people because I run into so much of them based on where I work and where I live. 
But I'll see the dudes they're with and I'm just like, yo, this dude is wild corny. And like, so one of the things that bothers me is I don't understand how a woman sees a dude outside in like little shorts, a fucking $3 t-shirt and fucking chanclas and thinks, oh, this is the guy I want to have sex with. I'm definitely letting him get in this pussy. Like, I feel like that's wild disrespectful to your own choach. To let a nigga that wears flip-flops outside openly, to not not to like go to the bodega, but like the nigga actually like he came outside. He left from he left from Brooklyn and now he's in Manhattan in chancletas. And I don't understand the appeal of that shit because it just seems fucking weird to me. And like it's just that and little shit. Like I see some of the dudes that that white women date and it's like the white guys that they date. And I look at them and I'm like, homie's 5'7". The nigga weighs like 110 pounds soaking wet. Um, he, he, he speaks like this. He has absolutely no bass in his voice. Um, he had a 45 minute conversation with you about pistachios and the density of them. And at, at what point did your vagina say, yo, this is the one? Like, I'm just confused by that shit. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, what else I wanted to talk about was, oh, there was a while back, right? So this was happened maybe like, I want to say like a month and change ago, where there was this conversation going on on Twitter about who should pay for the date if you invite someone out. And I saw a lot of opinions. A lot of people were, you know, people were on both sides. Either, either the person, I think the two sides were split between either the person who actually invited you out should pay for everything or other people were saying that if you are the person who gets invited, that you should go halfsies on it. So in this tip, I guess this is kind of a weird, kind of a weird place to, to put it because I think that the whole date thing is weird, right? So in my mind, if I invite you out to eat or drinks or whatever, if we're in a dating scenario, in my mind, I'm inviting you out with all intent of paying for that thing. For whatever it is that we're doing, I got it. However, I'm also going into that with the intent that if we go out and we go to dinner and I get dinner, I don't think I've ever dated anyone. No, that's a lie. I have dated people like that. But in my mind, as adults, like if I get dinner and we go from there and we shift to drinks, you should be like, all right, you had dinner, boom, that was cool, thank you for that, I appreciate that, I'll get the drinks. Not necessarily that like, oh, this is dinner, let's split it. Oh, these are drinks, let's split it. Whatever we do after that, let's split it. Like, it shouldn't be 50-50 like that. It's far more about reciprocating, you know, the appreciation for the effort. All right, you had my dinner, I'm gonna get these drinks, you know what I mean? And I don't really understand, like, why it is that there was even a conversation about the shit, because in my mind, that's just how shit rolls, right? If you got somebody and they, they take care of one thing, you take care of another. It's another thing if you don't got it, but if you don't got it, then maybe you shouldn't be going on the date. Like, save it until next week when you get paid. You know what I mean? I think everybody's been there, although nobody's been there, because on Twitter, everybody's fucking ball and everybody's rich. Um, and everybody has tons of disposable income. But I don't know. I just thought that was a weird fucking topic for people to be having a, a long ass conversation about. And especially, yo, fuck every woman who says that if you go out on a date, regardless of whether you invite the guy out or if the guy invites you out, that the guy should be paying for everything because that's bullshit. And I think that every feminist should actually be against that. And this is one of the problems with feminism right now, not with feminism itself, but of the perception of it, is that 
feminism will really start to make tracks when it gets beyond the idea that other people perceive it as, which is I want all the benefits, but I don't actually want to pay anything back. Meaning, actually, that's probably a, a, a poor way to word it. I think right now for a lot of people, feminism is really about I it, 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 it seems like feminists just want to also have the opportunity to do the shit that has been done to them which i guess as a mindset is fair but it's not fair when you're saying that the premise is equality but you're not actually addressing the things that are unequal and the people who are saying things that are unequal when it's to your benefit if that makes any sense um yeah I don't know. Uh, but I did. I did. I did. I saw a lot of shit about this. A lot of people weren't really fucking with it. But I actually watched the porn that Young M.A. Um, produced. And I'm going to just go off the rip. It's nothing I would ever jerk off to because uh, my dick and I have seen some really good porn in our lives spent together. And the Young M.A. shit seemed closer to like some Skinamax shit than it did to porn. But I would say this. Although it wasn't porn that I would jerk off to or that I would, well, I would have sex to it. I wouldn't jerk off to it. Um, although it wasn't anything that was like crazy sexy, I do think it was a really beautiful piece of art. And honestly, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you can do this now um, because digital frames have been a thing for a while. Although I think that that fad like died out mad early. I, the Young and May's porn that she produced is something that I would definitely put on a loop in a digital frame and put up on a wall and play that as like a cool piece to have in the house, especially if like, if you're having a party, you got a lot of people over, you know what I mean? It's gonna be one of them things where like a lot of people are hooking up and shit like that. Like I would definitely frame that shit and put it up on the wall. Um, but I think my penis would be very upset if um, if I tried to jerk off to that. Hold on one second, please. Uh, it's time to take a break for our sponsors, meaning I have to take a sip of this. Oh God. Oh yeah. Woo. Okay. So <sighs> the new Power Rangers movie. Well, it's not new, but the, the latest Power Rangers movie. I saw it. I liked it. I don't know if I love it, but I liked it a lot. It was a little bit of a departure. I understood where they were going with it. I, I see I saw I saw I peep what they was doing with it. And I liked it, right? But it made me think, you know, a lot of a lot of older movies and genres and well, not genres, a lot of genres is not the word I'm looking for. Franchises, a lot of older franchises are being rebooted, right? And I thought back on this. What I actually want to see, what I'm actually excited to see, and I hope comes to fruition one day, is for them. It's 2018, right? We have the, the these incredible graphic capabilities now. Sometimes it's misused. There's some movies that just like you could tell the budget was low. I would love for them to remake and give us a real hardcore Super Mario Brothers movie. The video games are still coming out, so I know the name is still out there enough and there's still enough love for it. And do not get me twisted right now. I love the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo. All I'm saying is that although it was a dope movie, it was one of those movies that was so bad it was good because you appreciated the franchise and that you had a certain kind of inherent love for it. It was not a great movie. I'm sure that budget was not very big, but I enjoy it every fucking time I watch it. I got the shit on DVD. 
you know what I mean, just to preserve it so that I get a little bit of that grain in there. I would ideally love to also get it on VHS so I get the full 90s level grain in there because I love that shit when I watch movies from the 90s. The only thing is, is that I don't have the heart to buy a fucking VCR. So if I could get that same VHS grain transferred onto a DVD, I would definitely do that shit. But I don't think that's possible. I think I'm just going to have to like eat this one and like probably try and cop the VHS and a VCR, which I'm going to have to hide somewhere in the house because I don't want people clowning me from a VCR. Um, nor do I want to take up space because I feel like I got right now. There's a part of uh, the entertainment unit that has a Sega Genesis and a Nintendo 64 right next to each other. And I feel like the VCR would take up the space of both of those. I haven't seen a VCR in so long that I actually now I'm confused about how much space those things actually took up. I think in my mind, it's taking up the amount of space as like a fucking receiver. But I actually think it's not that bad. So I'm going to figure that out. But it's 2018. Sometime before 2022, I want somebody, I hope this reaches the air, somebody. I don't want no credit for the shit. I don't want nothing. Just please do me a favor. Make a great Super Mario Brothers movie. I think that shit would kill. So if you haven't gathered it by now, I'm really impressed uh, by stupid shit. When people tell me that they get paid you know, hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm just like, that's great for you. Like I still gotta worry about my small time ass bills and debt and my credit score and shit like that. But I'm impressed by not impressive things. Um Wow, that was about to be some real racist shit. Um, let's keep it clean. Nah, fuck that. You know what? Fuck that. I'm impressed when I find somebody who's Asian who can really drive well. Like real shit. I'm impressed by that kind of shit. Just because. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying about that. It's not just that. Right. Like I'm always impressed when I meet black people who are from the hood who don't play into the stereotype. You know what I mean? Of being just like some like ratchet hood nigga. Like I like that shit. You know what I mean? I love meeting meeting women who don't play into the whole like like i'm trying to be this like kim kardashian kind of character and shit like that who are pretty but are secure in it and don't feel like they have to play into any role but it's something very impressive about meeting someone who is asian and can drive well like i'm so curious about the the the, the asian racing circuit because i'm curious to find out like what's the crash ratio there or are they so in tune on their own level of disaster that it's actually quite harmonious when they all drive together in a ring? Like, I just feel like when they drive, I feel in my mind, the circuit is kind of like, all right, so they start racing, but what it's actually like is like this sequence when you have 20 marbles in one hand and 20 marbles in the other hand and you throw them all into the center of like this square and yet somehow they all pass by each other in the chaos without touching another one and so maybe that's maybe that's a sport maybe that's a sport right there what you know what i'm about to end this topic that's wild problematic okay so one of the other stupid things that i'm really impressed by which i don't know if anyone else is going to be impressed by is that i am impressed that we can eat wild things we can drink a lot we can do all this stuff right and that we can take the most monstrous shits but no other organs accidentally fall out now i don't want you to think about this too much 
Because if you think about it too much, you'll say, well, everything comes from from your colon. And therefore, like if those other organs are in your colon, like how could they actually possibly escape out of that route? I want you to shut the fuck up for a second. If that's how serious you took this, I need you to take the level of the, 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 the level eight of seriousness that you taking this shit with. I need you to drop it down to a two and understand that at the back of your body, there's a hole where shit just comes out. Shit just comes out of this hole. And I want you to really sit down and appreciate. And shout out to God. Shout out to God for the dope design, my nigga. Shout out to God for the dope design. For keeping it like that. You know what I mean? That shit is a blessing, bro. Because one day you might sit down and take a shit and your spleen or some shit might fall out. Granted, it probably not going to get through the hole unless you've been doing some wild shit and you got that kind of space in the cavity. But... I mean, for the fact of that, like, is is it not crazy that, like, you could go on a roller coaster and no shit get, like, oddly moved around? Is it not crazy that you can fucking skydive and your shit don't just get pushed to someplace? Is it not crazy that you could get into a car accident and you, like, your shit is just dead, you know what I'm saying? Like, granted, you didn't get punctured and no shit like that. But that's crazy to me. Maybe I'm simple-minded, and I am at times, but I am very impressed with God for being able, if that's a like a one person, I don't know if God is actually an organization. And nobody ever questioned that. Everybody always think God is one person. But what if God is just an organization who just got one guy at the front and they were like, yo, if 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 we, if we get blamed for the, what if God is like government, right? It was like, you got the president, but this nigga just been the dictator for, forever. And they just got him at the front and they were like, yo, we running shit back here, but just so you know, like if you got any problems, you just blame that nigga right there. Um, I don't know. This is probably some wild blasphemous shit. Ah, damn, am I willing to take that heat for the podcast? Yeah, probably willing to take that heat for the podcast. Um, if I die, yo, just delete all my shit before they hack into my server, though, because I know St. Peter be in there fucking clicking them keys and shit, boy. Um, oh! I, I, there's very few moments that I thank the internet for being... for. People being assholes in public and viewable, man. But <sighs> I got to say, man, I'm really proud. I'm so proud of everybody who is listening to this and everybody who's not listening to this and everyone who has an actual Twitter, even if you don't actually tweet from it. I am so proud of everybody for getting Lil Tay the fuck out of here. I experienced that little taste shit for about three hours when people kept retweeting her fucking video of her like having money stacks next to her head, talking about how she was buying whips and houses and shit like that. And I remember just looking at my phone and being like, yo, should I break this shit? Because I couldn't understand why it was that we were letting this little fucking girl get away with this shit. It's a little girl, right? I don't even know if Lil Tay is a little girl. Cause she's so young, she's looking at ambiguous stages, she got long hair, like she could little be a little bit a little boy, you know what I mean? When you that young, nobody knows sometimes, especially when you got long hair, you know what I mean? You haven't hit puberty yet. So when you try and get loud and flex with a nigga, it sound like somebody stepping on mad rubber duckies and shit when you get loud. You, be, you fucking voice get all squelchy and shit. So I don't know. I'm assuming Lil Tay is a little girl, or let's say she's a little boy, or let's say she's non-gender conforming. Oh, uh, it, uh, nah, I'm gonna say it. I don't, I don't know what to, uh, you know what? Fuck that. Um, assuming 
Lil Tay is whatever. I just really want to thank y'all for getting Lil Tay the fuck out of here because I really could not stand any more of that shit. And that was what Lil Tay came off to me as one of those little kids that you send one of your little cousins over to fucking punch in the face or some shit. Like, came across to me like that. And I heard Lil Tay got his or her mother fired who was working in real estate because they were using the houses or Lil Tay was using the houses to shoot these videos in and shit like that. That's crazy. Yo, you know what kind of ass whooping I would caught if I got my mother fired from her job for doing some stupid internet shit? For doing some internet shit? My nigga, my mother once punched me in the face with her offhand while laundry was in her good hand because she asked me to do something and I asked why. She caught me with the left hook. I fell on the floor and she stood over me like Mike Tyson in Fight Night, B. Dead ass. And the worst part about that story is my mother has no recollection of that shit. And when I tell this story, I love telling people this story because I think it's fucking hilarious that I got fucking punched down by my mother. Nobody, she doesn't remember this fucking story. Everybody finds it funny and they want more details from her. And she's like, I don't remember when this happened. So now I realize now I wonder if my mother foresaw at some point, maybe she traveled into the future and she knew I would have a podcast and she knew I was going to divulge this shit. And so she went back in time on some back to the future shit on some back, whatever, back there shit. And then she came back here just to plead the fit for me. You know what I'm saying? Thinking that it would deter me, but it's never going to fucking deter me. Never, ever. I love you, ma. But I'm afraid of why it is that you don't remember punching me in my face with your left hand with laundry in your right and standing over me like you was ready to jump me in some shit. You have issues, but I love you. Um, we Oh, yeah, we getting through this shit right now. Um, Somebody said on Twitter, like that's the only place I actually acknowledge people saying shit yo you know it's some corny ass shit yo i work for a small company right so like when i'm in the office my boss is also like he likes silence like the nigga can't think if you say shit um and so what happens a lot is that like i spend so many of my days in silence like for eight hours at a time and like that shit sound like uh it's whatever you could play music or whatever and i do but like you gotta realize like i spend so much time eight hours a day 40 hours a week just like in silence not interacting with anyone and then when i get out of work like maybe i go to a bar but like i don't really chill with nobody i don't really do shit so it's just kind of like i feel like i'm always living in silence and so i don't really have much people to bounce on off of or bounce thoughts off of and so when i actually do like, a lot of times, I'm just in motion. I'm walking someplace. I got to do something. So, I'll take in a lot of my human interaction on Twitter, which is some fucking sad shit. Um, but somebody said on Twitter that men using wipes is gay. And I understand why they said that, right? Because it's like toxic masculinity. Motherfuckers feel small. You know what I mean? You can't be no real nigga using wipes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if that's the attitude then real niggas shouldn't use toilet paper either. Like, real niggas should just wipe it with their hand. Or, real niggas should take the shit, run outside, climb up a tree, grab some leaves, you know what I mean? Wipe their ass with the leaves, dump the leaves right there, then go back in and wash their hands because sanitary, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness or whatever. Um, But I think that's bullshit. And what I want people to understand is that you understand this shit quickly. 
if you've if you've ever you know spent a lot of time with a woman or lived together with a woman you understand this shit this shit is fucking puro okay you think toilet paper does the job and you think toilet paper is good enough until you actually use a wipe to clean your ass and let me tell you something using a wipe to clean your ass as a man it's not gay at all which is funny because like yeah, I don't know. That just shows how fragile motherfuckers are. That they think because you use a wipe that that shit is gay. That's fucking ridiculous. But it's not. It's okay for you to use a wipe. And not only is it okay for you to use a wipe, I don't use them on a regular basis. But when I think about it, I use it. Especially after taking a shit. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no other reason to use them. But if you take the wild shit, and I usually only use wipes after I take the wild shit. But if you take the wild shit and you clean with wipes, my nigga, like what it really is, it's almost like, it's almost like, what could wipes be? Wipes are like mouthwash for your anus. Like you could brush your teeth, whatever, you know what I mean? But there's certain feeling that you get when you just get some mouthwash and you just gargle that shit and you, and you spit it out and you just feel like, like you got a brand new mouth. That's what wiping your ass with wipes is like. It's like you got a whole new anus, my nigga. Like on some wild shit. And you need to experience it. I really don't think that y'all should be fragile enough that y'all worried about 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 baby wipes emasculating you. Like y'all worried about baby wipes? That's what you worried about? Like that's not really a stressful topic, my guy. And I really don't think you should be putting that much weight on it. All I'm saying, you know what I mean? Mouthwash for your anus. Don't knock it till you try it. They hate us because they ain't us. I have no reason to use that line other than I love the line. I don't know how it ties into what I'm saying because it probably contradicts something I said within the last 45 seconds. But they hate us because they ain't us. And you could choose for yourself if I said ain't us or anus. Anyway, um, quick thought. Uh, playoff basketball, usual bullshit. Um, shout out to J.R. Smith for being the only nigga who's been in the league that long but gets confused about simple shit. Uh, I think he's successfully earned the title of J.R. Spliff and um, think it's, I think it probably angers the shit out of LeBron James that he knows that J.R. fucking plays ball high. Um, but what, I, what the quick thought was was that when LeBron James flops in games... I honestly feel like that shit should be called as a technical because they look at these replays and shit like that and everybody sucks LeBron's dick. But I feel like as a ref, I would be the one ref who would be like, like, let's call this shit out. Right. Like, let's stop the bullshit. And all it takes is one ref for LeBron James to be like, do that floppy shit. And for him to be like, boom, blow him the T. Boom, blow him the T to you out, my nigga. And I really want refs to start blowing technicals on LeBron for when he does that floppy shit because it's unnecessary. And you get other niggas called fouls for doing bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That should be a technical, not a flagrant. A flagrant is some wild shit. But it, you, he should get a technical when it's caught on replay and they see that that nigga flopped that shit. He really didn't get hit like that. They should be calling the T on that nigga. Um, we approaching like half an hour in the fucking podcast right now, and I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to hold you. So I'm just going to run through the last few joints real quick, and I'm going to set this out, um, and uh, and we'll see. I'll probably meet y'all up uh, probably next week, Tuesday or Wednesday or some shit like that. Um, 
Okay, so if you've never heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, he's this uh, social media guy. He started Wine Library back in the day, which was born from his father's wine store, yada, yada, yada. Huge guy now, right? You can look up Gary Vaynerchuk for yourself. I'm not about to tell you who the fuck Gary V is. Like, that nigga, you Google that nigga, the fucking pages, like four pages deep, you're still rolling on original content. Um, but a lot of people, he's one of those people who has like a hustle, hustle, hustle mentality. And a lot of people criticize him saying like, that shit is an easy way to get to a nervous breakdown because if you never if you always hustling like you never have a chance to do anything else and it's just not an easily sustainable thing but what i want to say to people who like gary v and i love gary v i love his shit i think it's super motivational but a lot of the people who feel like they can't digest gary v because you feel like it's not a sustainable system the hustle shit that he's saying is just like working out the gains are all in how well you turn it off. You don't actually make gains in the gym when you're lifting heavy and shit. You don't actually make the gains from being in the gym every living fucking hour of the day. You actually get the gains from resting. And I think that he's saying what a bodybuilder would say. And so you got to put your own smarts to that shit. Yeah, the hustle is important and you got to put in that time, but you also have to respect the downtime. In the same way in a relationship, time together is fucking super important. But you know what's just as important as time together? Time apart, motherfucker. I need a moment to fucking miss you or else I'm going to knock you upside your motherfucking head. And you need to take that with a grain of salt. Do with it what you will. But if you really on that hustle, 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 hustle all the time shit, need to make time to also chill the fuck out. Um, in other news, there's a more recent trend popping up that I've seen. It looks like Spanx, if Spanx were a superhero, and it tucks women's entire midsections in. So you see this chick, you see her out, she gives you a nice look, you say, oh, she's pretty. You look at her, she has these nice breasts, flat stomach, fat ass, boom, it looks great. And then you get her naked and then Fupa just comes straight chilling. It's very unexpected. You didn't know the fupa was there. As far as you remember, her stomach was flat. And what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say might be problematic, but I got to say it anyway. There have been old niggas telling you the signs to actually watch out for for decades. And it's because they knew that this shit was coming. People laugh at me all the time. People laugh at me all the time. When I tell them, when they tell me about, oh, you know, they're not really sure about shorty and like, I don't know if she's going to blow up. Listen, these are things men think about, right? You meet a chick, you know, what if this shit actually hits off? What if she gets pregnant? Where is she going to be weight wise? Is that any of your business? Eh, no, but eh, yeah. And so this is what I tell people. Here are the things that you can use to figure out if shorty's big or not. Nah based on the assumption that she might be using this like super spanks to tuck in her whole shit i tell people all the time the key to the key to knowing where somebody where a woman is funny enough is actually the ankles because if they got cankles like you could lose a lot of them cankles are hard to lose and the cankles will tell you about where they're gonna be at again at some point assuming that they gain weight like that shit is kind of a train um the ankles will give it away um if you can't really tell by the ankles sometimes like you know they're a little fluffy and shit like that just like drop your keys you know what i mean drop your keys and like go to pick them up and like tap the ankle you know what i mean if you get if you get that soft consistency there 
you just, you know what I mean? That might be a sign of, you know, that might be a sign that Shorty might blow up again a little bit, which is nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Some, you know, if you like fluffy women, you like fluffy women. Also, fuck every dude who like fluffy women, but I but date skinny women because they worried about what they niggas think. Like, if you like your girl fluffy, you better date that fluffy ass girl. Pussy probably better than the skinny bitch that you chasing. Just saying. Also, uh, peep the elbows. The elbows give away a lot. Um, if you see a chick and she got that that like little bit of like elbow fat like on the like at the bottom of the tricep that like slightly hangs over the elbow, kind of like a like the eyebrows of the elbow, that's usually a giveaway that she um, lost some weight. You know what I mean? So if you lose the weight, like there's definitely propensity for it to come back if you got the little if you got the little eyebrows going on there. And um and for the sake of uh not getting flamed for being called a whole bunch of names. I'm probably just gonna jump off of that topic and roll into this. A lot of people are confused as to why it is that all of these facts and all of these things are happening, and yet Trump supporters continue to support Donald Trump. And a lot of you are confused, and I am confused as to why you're confused, because I acknowledge one very simple thing that a lot of people have not acknowledged. Trump supporters are not actually supporting Donald Trump or any of the things that he's saying. Politics in Trump era have become far more about pissing you and I off than it is about anything he's actually saying or doing. That's why they say liberal snowflake and they have all these terms and shit like that is because they know that they can say this shit. And there's, I feel like the people who voted for Trump are so, like there are people who voted for Trump in a certain tax bracket. They did it for the financial benefits. All the shit kind of came out and they were like, wow, I regret that decision. Ask around. You'll find people, if you know people with money, ask them if they voted for Trump and talk to the ones who voted for Trump. I can guarantee you that they now regret that because they made a financial decision as business people. They didn't make a political decision. The people who made a political decision, however, I guarantee you, and I don't give a fuck what any of them say, the entire thing that they're doing right now is because they felt like their fucking voices were lost. Why can't I call black people niggers anymore? Why can't I call, you know, gay people derogatory terms anymore? Why can't I do this? What happened to my free speech? Why are you trying to take away my guns? Why are these football players kneeling and disrespecting the military? None of these things actually have any correlation. But because they are faced with the opportunity to actually embrace facts, which would force them to, to turn about face on everything that they believed in, everything that they felt because facts are there and facts are proven. This is their last stand is to just piss you off because as long as they piss you off, that makes whatever it is that they believe and feel real enough because if it weren't real, you wouldn't be saying anything about it. Which almost makes me feel like when I hear Trump supporters, when I see people doing the shit that they do, like that wild antagonistic ass shit, like I kind of just want to be like, oh, okay, cool, to their face and then walk away because there's no argument. The entire point is that they want to rile you up to get into an argument. If you don't argue with them, you cut the head off, the body drops. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why, like, realistically, I used to see people in the street. I saw a couple of people with like Trump support, like the MAGA hats and shit like that. And I wanted to stop them a couple of times and be like, yo, 
You fucking seriously walking in? This is New York City. Like, of course. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, you want that, don't you? You know what I mean? You want me to get riled up. You want people to see you. You crave attention and you're dying for it. You want somebody to come up to you just so you know that the hate speech. And it's the hate speech behind it, right? So, like, as a black person, like, if I walk up to you as a black guy and I get upset, then all you're saying is, boom, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is all y'all do. So now when I see you with the MAGA hat, I, like, I'm not going to go as far to say, like, nice hat, but I'm going to look at you and I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to keep it rolling. You can ask me why I'm laughing. I'm not going to give you the dignity of giving you a fucking answer. You're never going to get that shit out of me. And I don't think that anybody wearing that MAGA shit should get that shit out of you. Also, fuck Kunye West for that shit. Because he really didn't pay attention to that shit, bro. He really just, he glazed the fuck over that shit on purpose. And I really don't understand the people who are trying to save him you know, defending him and shit like that. Um, because it's just like, at what point, at what point are you going to acknowledge that just like, this is like misinformed, right? There's free speech. And then, I mean, or what was it? And it wasn't free speech. He was saying free thought. There's a difference between, well, I guess there's a difference, but free thought is nothing without critical thought. <laughs> and I'm going to just leave it at that. I really don't understand what is the thing. Um, what I also wanted to touch base on was that there was, um, this was more recent. I'm starting to catch up. I'm starting to catch up on the next episode. I'm going to only be talking about recent shit. It's not going to be nearly as long an episode, but I'm just really here just vibing. I'm so vibing with you right now because I know it's been a while for the people who have listened to this show and have been asking me to put out another episode. I'm so fucking with y'all hard right now. Um, for the people who is like just now discovering this shit. I fucks with y'all too. I probably speak to you on a regular basis or a semi-regular basis, but we haven't. Some of you haven't even heard my voice because I haven't um, put out an episode in so long, but now you're here. Um, so the Supreme Court sided with the bake shop that chose to not make a wedding cake for a gay wedding. Um, and, it, you know, there was a lot of constitutional shit there about what it is that they have the rights to do. But here's the thing. I get why the couple felt that way. It would be, in my mind, the equivalent of going to a white owned bake shop and them saying we don't make cakes for black weddings because we don't believe in that shit. But religion and state, all that shit is funny now because we say the separation of religion and of, of, of church and state. But yeah, on our fucking money, it says in God we trust. So it's like, it's just a, con a bunch of convoluted shit. But I say all that to say this. It's 2018. If you want to fucking go to a gay, if you have a gay wedding or you want to get a, a wedding cake and you're gay, you know what? I'm sorry if you live in a state where this shit ain't available, but I'm sure there's so many fucking gay people who own bake shops who make money, who will do this shit for you. Okay. Feed to your own people. You know what I mean? Everybody criticizes, but I don't know how it is all over the place. There's a lot of criticism in Brooklyn for Jews and the way that they kind of just, they have their own like pseudo police force. They have their own ambulances. They shop at their own shops. All they do is feed themselves and people, people bash them for it. And I get it because they seem very creepy about it and very secretive about it because the, you know, you don't really get a chance to interact with them. But realistically, the same way that black people should be fueling black owned businesses is the same way. If you're gay, you know what? Find, find, find a fucking bake shop where someone in the business is gay or find a bake shop where someone in the business is black or find a bake shop where someone in the fucking business, the person who owns it is a progressive thinker and doesn't worry about that. If someone wants to be bigoted with their fucking cake shop, in my opinion, that's their fucking business. 
because it's not like they're the only fucking cake shop in the world. You know what I mean? Go somewhere where you're welcome. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go to a party full of racists and then complain about a good time. If I go there, and that's not what this what these people did, right? They didn't go there to antagonize. And I, that would that would be a false equivalent. But it's just like if I go to a place and I go to a party, somebody invites me to a party and I go to the party and I get there and it's a whole bunch of people whose values and shit I don't fuck with. Yo, I'm out. There are other places you can get a cake. So I'm sorry that you had to deal with that shit. But at the same time, let's muster it up. It's 2018. What we're going to do is we're going to take the money elsewhere because all of that politics, all of that religion, all of that shit is whatever. You know what everybody going to need at the end of the day? This motherfucking money. So if we're going to take this money and this fucking money that we earned and we spent, yo, take that shit somewhere else to somebody who appreciates this shit and fuck whoever don't want it and let them deal with that shit on their own, man. Which I'm sure they did, but I just want to say that as a statement. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap this up because I got Chinese food getting cold right now. Drake isn't going to respond to Pusha T. I heard all this shit about how he had a fucking legendary diss track that was going to destroy Pusha T and Kanye. Sorry, Drake. I don't give a fuck who told you not to do it. I don't really get why it is that it happened. I mean, I get why it is that it happened on an objective level. I, you know, Jay Prince seems like he... He addressed it from a grown man stance, right? He addressed it in the sense of like, this shit goes places. And I got that. I got that. But at the same time, if you have something that could kill somebody, all right, don't kill him then. Why not still say, I, I got some shit that's going to smack you off your fucking feet, though. You know what I mean? Take sweep, sweep a motherfucker off his feet because you could take some shit low. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's expecting a kill shot, but everybody's expecting a response. So I don't really know how I feel about this Drake shit. Like, I, every Drake already gets enough, enough flack as it is and is pretty boy shit. And I think that that's what Pusha T fucked up for him with this shit. But I honestly don't get this non-response shit. Like I don't get that shit. You don't get to you don't get to you don't get to call somebody out. You don't get to tell them you want to fucking get it, um, clapping your hands and shit like that. And trust me, Duppy was fucking dope. I don't think that Pusha T's response was harder than Drake's Duppy joint. I think Pusha T, like like DJ Academic said, Pusha T brought the T. He brought the gossip shit. He brought the shit that make motherfuckers clutch their pearls and go, "Ooh, girl." That's what Pusha T bought. He brought it on a verse and he did it well. He killed it. I still don't think that style-wise he beat Drake. But he is beating Drake when Drake chooses to take the high road. And now I'm seeing some shit about whether the way that Pusha T put out this verse, if it's going to violate something about Drake's First Amendment rights or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But that shit, like when rap beef starts to get political, I'm out. So we got to dead that. Um... Uh, I'm going to end this episode with um, two things. The first being an RIP to Kate Spade. I'm still catching up on the story. Um, from what I understand, it was an apparent suicide. Uh, I just read up on like her and the brand, and I didn't even realize like her as an individual, which Kate Spade wasn't her real name. It was uh, her first name plus her boyfriend's last name, and then they got married, and then she actually became Kate Spade. But she had disappeared from the brand for like 10 years as a person, um, and then she came back recently, I think, which was like a year or two ago. And then, you know, this happens. Um, but RIP Kate Spade. And, um, you know, just uh, to the people who say and, and as the same thing was said when Robin Williams killed himself, to the people who say they have no sympathy for someone who commits suicide. I just like you have no imagination. You lack it as a person. You probably lack it in the rest of your life. And. 
I really don't get the opportunity to express sympathy or just even if you disagree, like just why like keep that shit to yourself. You know what I mean? Because this person has a family. Like I understand that maybe you just one person saying it into a void. But I think it's just insanely ins- insensitive when someone commits suicide for you to say, I have no sympathy for you because you would leave this life and da 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 da. Listen, life for you is not the same as it is for the sit- for the person sitting next to you. So for you to say that shit is just really insensitive. I find it to be childish and I don't really fuck with that shit. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say before I end this shit off is shout to um, this chick on Twitter. Uh, her username is at Carol's Corner, Carol with a K. Um, and she uh, tweeted about not moving out of white people's way until they say, excuse me. And I think that is a campaign that I've held true to for the past two to three months after getting irritated one day while trying to get off of the fucking six train. And there were white people just standing there in my fucking way as I'm trying to get off the train. And of course, one of them was like, well, when are you going to fucking move? I'm like, I'm trying to get off the train. We need to get off the train. I have like 12 people behind me trying to get off. I'm like, well, you need to move out of our way so that we can get off the train. So there's actually room for you to get in. Since that day, I've stopped moving out of the way of white people who refuse to fucking move. Um, I told you guys about the, 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 the white chick with the dog and how uh, when white people walk with their dog, they find it completely suitable to walk on one side of the sidewalk while having their dog on the leash extended to the other side of the sidewalk. And you're supposed to wait until they pass or hop over their leash. We're not doing that shit no more. So we're boycotting while white people not saying excuse me. Um, usually what you'll find when you do that is that they'll look at you with this befuddled look as if like, what do you want me to do here? And it's, it seems simple to us, but it's time to educate them. You know what I mean? We got to use the words. We have to use the language. With that being said, this is episode. I don't even fucking know what episode this is. Um, and I'm back bitches. I'm not quitting this shit again. I'm tired of this shit. I think it's so fucking awesome that there are people like, Charlemagne and that there are people like DJ Envy and that there are people in so many mediums, Jesus and Mero. Um, you know, just I, I could run off a list of names, but the names don't fucking matter. There's so many people really moving this shit right now. Shout out to everybody who has a podcast. I don't give a fuck if your podcast sucks right now. All I want you to do is keep recording. And I actually, here's what I'm gonna end this note on. There's a rapper from the Bronx. His name is Axel Leon. Axel Leon scares the shit out of me because I think Axel Leon is so talented as a fucking rapper and he gets none of, he doesn't get a fraction of the recognition that I believe he should. And one of the scariest things to me is one day, one year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, looking up Axel Leon and he's no longer fucking rapping, making the great music that he makes, producing the great content that he does. And I find this nigga doing a regular job because he gave up the fucking dream. So if you're recording a podcast right now, if you're listening to this right now, right now and you had a fucking blog a fucking clothing line you do graffiti you do art you draw you do makeup whatever the fuck it is that you do if you keep saying to yourself i shouldn't do this or i shouldn't produce this because finding a real job is more important fuck that shit listen find a job that pays you well enough that you are good you can pay your bills you can get by and keep creating this motherfucking art because realistically especially as people of color for real right now the industry is realizing how much value we fucking bring and you shouldn't be sitting on that shit you shouldn't be timid about that motherfucker and i want you to say everything that you got right now i don't give a fuck if you just fucking draw stick 
figures. Pick up a pencil when you're done listening to this shit and draw the best motherfucking stick figures. Put together a fucking comic and never stop believing in yourself. Never stop believing in your dreams. And trust me, hard work pays off. That's it. I'm out. Peace.